Dave for breakfast. 50 years of Port Hedland. Historic Hedland is the name of our podcast and uh, we're catching up with uh, historical people and making historical reference around Hedland uh, initially uh, as we march towards 50 celebrations of the town site of South Hedland. And if you've been following the podcast, we're not sure if it was 71, 72 or 73. Officially, according to land records, the town site was gazetted uh, with the Department of Lands in April 1973. But uh, Julie Arif from the Historical Society told us in one of our early podcasts that uh, there are records of people actually living in the locality of South Hedland and uh, there was definitely a high school and uh, a suburb or a location of Lawson where there were housing estates already um, occupied by 1972. Julie Arif from the Historical Society joins me again. Julie, thank you uh, for joining us on this podcast. Now, iron ore is the principal uh, boom for Port Hedland, which started in the mid-60s with Goldsworthy Mining and then developed through Mount Newman Mining and through the BHP uh, joint venture uh, inland in the late 1960s. And so much so that uh, we have one of the biggest export ports in the world yep, right, right here in South Hedlands or in Port Hedland and it principally get, uh, has iron ore going out. There's lots of other stuff that goes out but principally it's iron ore. Absolutely. But it 98% I think it is, yeah. But it hasn't always been, from a minerals perspective, iron ore. Now, gold was huge in this country. It started way back in the, in the Victorian uh, towns of Ballarat and Bendigo. It, in WA, there was uh, Kalgoorlie, Coolgardie, Norseman had nickel. Um, and, but gold has been something that early settlers, early uh, explorers were all after the gold rather Absolutely. than other minerals. So the first piece of gold that was found here in the Pilbara, um, and it's in uh, Jenny Hardy's Norwest of the Pilbara book, was, I believe, uh, on Malina Station where someone picked up a stone to throw at a crow. <laughs> And it was gold. Right. And uh, on Melina Station. And um, that started the gold boom. So Melina Station, for those uh, outside the area, Melina Station is located uh, between the towns of Caratha and Headland. So closer to Headland. Yeah. yeah, closer to Headland. And interesting, that's where there is a really big, gold um, uh, operation happening on Melina in Indy Station right now with DeGray uh, Mining. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so the gold is still there. But, you know, the first piece of gold was found there. Started off a gold rush as it had done in Kalgoorlie and Ballarat and, and places like that. So people were coming up to the Pilbara, coming up to Port Hedland on the boats and by then um, the, the hub of the gold mining operation was in Marble Bar. So they would make their way across to Marble Bar and um, gold, uh, they had the, gold, the battery over there, they had the Comet Gold Mine and it was a major um, attraction to draw people from the city's more decentralisation um, up to the Pilbara. And it even developed to a point where, again, much like Manuman Mining in the late 1960s, getting a train line. And there was a train line between Marble Bar and Headland to export the the product. Yeah, so that opened um, after much lobbying by the Marble Bar residents in 1911. Um, and it was to get the people from the port of Port Hedland across to Marble Bar. So it opened in 1911. You could catch the train from Port Hedland and go across to Marble Bar. It was an eight-hour journey, 12 hours if the train driver stopped to shoot a bush turkey or <laughs> pick wildflowers. Um, As you do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a pretty 
rough sort of a journey at the time, but, um, you know, uh, people did it because it was the only, well, other than walking or you know, going on horseback, you could go over there. But, you know, uh, that wasn't the only boom prior to iron ore. Um, um, tin was um, also from Marble Bar, uh, from Mulia, that was exported out of the port. Copper from um, initially Bella Bella, but then later on in Port Hedland. But the biggest boom prior to iron ore was manganese. Right. Uh, yeah, manganese was That's discovered. not told, but that story's not told very often. Well, the whole area was going through a, a bit of a drought. Um, so the um, the pastoralists, which was the main industry, yeah. before, uh, they were doing it hard because their wall clip wasn't so good. And so consequently, when the pastoralists did it hard, the townsfolk did it hard because they didn't have the spare money to spend in the shops and things like that. So when manganese was found in Marble Bar, or not Marble Bar, Woody Woody, in the mid-1950s, it created the very first boom for Port Hedland. So um, with it brought truck drivers, mechanics, wharfingers, all that sort of stuff that supported the very first mining industry. So it was our very first boom, and it came just at the right time because Port Hedland was in danger of becoming a ghost town. Can I ask you, just uh, off the top of my head, uh, what about transport infrastructure? I can't imagine, other than the the rail links that were established, as you say, 1911 from Marble Bar through and then in the late 1960s for uh, the iron ore from inland in, um, I can't imagine there'd be too many uh, major road uh, facilities no, so as far as from the, the big smoke. So if you're going to have this decentralisation out of the cities into the northwest, how do people get here? Was it by boat? By boat, yeah, passenger boat, yeah. So um, um, they had the passenger, the K-boats and D-boats that used to come in and it was the uh, K-boats that were the passenger boats. And they Why would we call them K-boats and D-boats? <laughs> or is that a podcast for another time? Uh, possibly, but I'll just, I'll just very quick explanation. The K-boats were the um, Kumbana. Uh, Kajara, Kalinda, and uh, one more. So they, Kalama. All start, yeah, no, they all started with K. It did. And all the right. D boats were, and these are recognisable South Headland names, okay. street names. Dongara, Delamere, they were the D boats, they were the cargo boats. Right, so Dongara Street, not named after the town site on the no, um, west coast. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the so, town was named after the boat as well. But anyhow, yeah, so um, yes, it was very rough. I flew up from Geraldton in 1963, it was a 12 hour flight. From Geraldton. From Geraldton. How many stops did you have to down, make? Up and down and up and down yeah, and up and down. I can imagine. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And nowadays we have a uh, two-hour flight away from uh, the, the biggest city in WA. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and that seems like for, um, taking forever. You know, the sealed road, I think, didn't wasn't sealed all the way to Port Hedland until 1979, I that think, something about like right. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, and there's still roadworks going on, yeah, even today exactly. in 2022. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We're talking with uh, many people, and uh, Julie Arif has been our starting point on the podcast Historic Headland, so that you that is being developed out of the Triple M Studios in Port Headland, in the northwest of Western Australia, and available on the Listener app.